0: Mujewale, mujewale, mujewale. My name is Bonnie Kibuka and this is the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Ugandan Boy Talk Show with your boy, Bonnie Kibuke. This is a continuation of coming to America. I left off by saying I had to go to Uganda hoping that I'll be back in the States. Before I left to go to Uganda, I booked my appointment with the United States Embassy in Uganda so I can be on time to get my new visa. Like I said in the last episode, that the school had given me 10 days to be out of the school. And I couldn't get an appointment with the embassy till the first seven days. So I only had three days to get my visa and be back in the States. So I get my appointment with the embassy. And those of you who are familiar with these visas, like they usually work Tuesday and Thursday. And so I had my appointment on Tuesday, hoping that I'll have my visa by Friday and then fly back to the United States because my return ticket was on Saturday when I went to the embassy, the consular told me, have you tried to fix this visa? I was like, I, I did all my best. I had all the proof. Like I, I had a lot of documents in there to prove that I've, I was trying to fix my visa for the whole year. She was like, this is unusual. And I think you're going to have to give us like a week to look through all this paperwork to see where the mistake came from. I told the lady, I don't have a week. The school gave me 10 days, I've used seven because I couldn't get an appointment. So I only have three days to go back to the States. She was like, I'm sorry, but that's not how things work. And she gave me a letter that was actually stamped and signed that I need to give them a week, come back in a week. But before I left the counselor's office, I told her, if you give me this visa in these next three days, it's going to change my life. She was like, I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do. So I went back home Wednesday and Thursday. I was with my parents, and my mom was devastated. She was sad. She was crying. I was like, well, but she was trying to encourage me because I was brokenhearted. Um, So I was on my computer, and then we got a call from the embassy, and they were saying, hey, is this Barney? Uh, Come Friday and pick your passport. Your visa has been granted. You could have seen the smile on my face because I had given up. I was losing hope because my return ticket was Saturday. And on Friday, I got my visa and my passport. On Saturday, I was on the plane. It takes about 24 hours to get to the United States. And on Monday, I was back in class. And when they gave me the new visa, they put me back to m one because the school that I was going to at the time was a vocational school and aviation is considered a vocational program. It wasn't like a college. So I came back to the States and attending school again was so exciting and just waking up every day to see these airplanes and I get to work with them, I get to fly these airplanes. I flew with a friend of mine called Benji and we would fly airplanes all over i have my video flying the first time and it was amazing so all that brought the joy and happiness on my face and being feeling proud that i'm actually getting to do something that i've always wanted to do but all the happiness was going on uh, some of the things were going on like i had lost my sponsor had lost his job so i started uh, struggling financially, and I couldn't afford paying for my tuition. At that time, I couldn't get a job. I was struggling to pay my house rent. I, I could just find something to do. And the church I was going to at the time was so generous to me and the people there. I want to thank God for all the people at the church that listened to my story and just stood with me, and God used them to be a blessing in my life. I want to shout out to Ben and Jesse Krauss and all the Krauss family for just being with me in that hard time and just walking through me through, with me through that tough life. I remember one time I visited uh, the Cooks family. This is still the Kraus family. And one of their little boys uh, called Jimmy, he asked me, hey, so you're from Africa what kind of animals do you have in Africa? And I was starting to tell this kid all these stories about Africa, all the lions and the Lion King. And and then this kid, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I was just telling him my stories from Africa. But when I left this kid's house, he went to his parents and asked them, do you think uh, Barney needs anything? And his parents was like, we don't know, but we can ask him. And I I didn't know what to tell them because I didn't have anything. Uh, I usually tried not to ask people, just like, whatever you want to do, just do. Because at that time, it was really a tough time for me. I didn't even know what I should ask. Should I ask for food? Should I ask for housing? Should I ask for this? I was like, just do whatever you want to do. But because his family was going to the same church I was going to, they knew about my financial uh, struggles. And one day I didn't go to school. I was sick. It was the first snow. So snow came, and I played in the snow. And the next day, I wasn't feeling great, so I couldn't go to school. And that's the day they came to my school. I wasn't there. But when I came the next day, the registrar told me, a family came here, and they brought this glass. It had quarters, all the coins. It had dollars, a dollar, $5, $10. It was all, like, wrapped up. And this kid, Jimmy, had donated his money that he was going to use to buy a bike. But he decided to donate this money to help me with my school. He was only 10 years old. And God used the, the young kid like that to show me that kind of love. And these are some of the things that happened in my life when I'm like, I need to pay it forward. I need to do something like that to somebody else like that is is that. That is still in me. I think I'll die with that memory in me of that kid. And I still have the notes he wrote. He wrote a note that had all the Ten Commandments and just said, love one another, and love God, respect your family. Just like a 10-year-old kid would say. And those words were so important to me. And the way he showed his love to me was important. But also God used a lot of different people that I didn't know from different states that i would be in class and then the registrar comes i was like hey barney somebody sent you a mail from seattle washington and i'll read the note in there somebody will be like hey you don't know me i don't know you but somehow i got to know about your story and i want to be a part of your journey and i'm donating this money to help you with your tuition and things like that just touched my heart i just started crying i was like what is going on and i had all these questions asking God. So now I'm in school. You're sending me back to Uganda. I don't know if I'm going to finish school. My sponsor loses his job. And I had all the reasons to just be angry with God, but I I didn't. And even though it was tough, I'm not saying that I went through it, uh, but even though it was tough, God was giving me all the reasons to just stick to it. And that's the time when I remembered one of my dad's quotes that he told me, like, nothing is impossible to a willing heart. So when you have a dream, no matter what struggles you're going through, just keep your heart willing to do it, just willing to go for it. And that's something that was playing back on my mind, like nothing is impossible to a willing heart. And when I was going through all those struggles, I kept that on my mind. And just it kept me going. And I saw also God playing his part in my life of like showing me, bring these people to help me. And it got to graduation day, and I hadn't paid off all my tuition. I still had a balance. And my friends were all excited getting their diplomas, their degrees. And some of them had taken their tests already, which I I had not taken. You have to take tests to get certified as an aircraft mechanic or a pilot. So you have to go test with the FAA, like Federal Aviation Authority, uh, to get you certified but i hadn't done any of that and my friends were we were all graduating i, I was happy because i had finished my school program so i was happy uh, because when i came back from uganda i had missed 10 days of which 10 days each day we go to school eight hours so i had eighty eighty 80 hours to make up plus the time when i was sick so I had about a hundred and twenty hours in total to make up. Now those a hundred and twenty, we had to go to school every day, and I would stay. Even even though I would stay two hours every day, for, uh, on top of my time that I go to school, it took me three months to go through that makeup time. Most of my friends who I went to school with remember that time. It was a tough time to just do the makeup time because FAA requires you to have a certain amount of hours for you to get certified in aviation. So I had to get that done. So on graduation day, I was happy that I got all that done, but I couldn't get my degree because I still owed money. And on that day, it was pretty crazy because one of the guys came. I knew him. He was from my church, and he was a friend to the president of the school. But he came to graduation as a speaker, and he started just talking about Barney. When he started mentioning Barney, I was like, why is this guy talking about me? It's a graduation for everybody. I'm not that important. Uh, actually, in my heart, I felt like I was the least important because I hadn't paid my school. I hadn't done any tests. They're these guys who have already done their tests and have their degrees in their hands, they're more successful than I am. But God works his things in different ways. You know, It's not our own understanding, but his understanding. We just got to trust in him. So this guy keeps talking about Barney and the president of the school comes and he talks about Barney. He's like, hey, can we have Barney on stage? I was like, what is going on? He's like, Barney, your classmates did something and they donated this amount of money to go towards your tuition. When I had that, I just started crying because I didn't know any of that that was going on behind. my. None of my classmates told me that it was a secret. And when they donated the money to the school, the school matched the donation, and it was double the donation. But even with that donation being double, I still owed some money that I had to pay before graduation. And when we were sharing this story of the graduation, the parents of my classmates felt the story, and they donated money that day. The money they donated was enough to pay for all my school and also pay for all the tests that I had to do to get certified who does that like that's something that just out of the blue just happened and I was like God God is real the next day what I did was to just go to the airport did my oral tests um, did my written test and did my practical test and by December 12th I got certified as an aircraft mechanic, and I got my license. And that day is still memorable till today. I still remember that day I took a picture holding my license in front of my school. And it brings joy in my heart just to think about it. And seeing the guide was with me through that all. Um, and after I, just, I graduated, I had my license. I couldn't get a job. Because I was an international student. And most of the international students, you know that it's pretty hard to get a job in the United States when you're just an international student. It's not easy. So I went through that. I tried to apply for jobs. I couldn't get any. And I didn't have any other plan. My visa was expiring. And the option I had was to go back to Uganda. But before I went back to Uganda, one of my friends called me again, and he was like, hey, Barney, congratulations and your graduation. So what's the plan? What are you going to do? I told him, there's nothing I can do right now. I can't get a job. He was like, well, uh, did you ever finish your degree that you studied in Alabama? I was like, no, I didn't. Would you, would you want to do that? Is that something you're still interested in? I was like, yeah, I would, I'll be willing to go and finish my degree um, since I can't find a job. So he told me about the school in Lansing, Michigan. It's called Great Lakes Christian College, and he told me you go there and you can play soccer. I went to this school and they had two soccer fields. I was like, "This is home." <laughs> so I went there. But the other thing that was on my mind was like, "How am I gonna pay for this school?" Because I didn't have any money. I didn't. And most of my international students' friends, you know this. Like, it's pretty hard. go through school in the states i went to the school i told them you know i can't afford to pay for the school the previous school that i went to my sponsor lost his job and i couldn't go through it so people just helped me to pay for my school they're like uh let's see if we can find any scholarship and i just kept praying for that but that wasn't the only problem the problem was that i was coming off an m1 visa that this school is a college and I need to get an F-1 visa. So what needs to happen? I need to fly back to Uganda to the embassy to get an F-1 visa. And I was like, well, this is going to be another drama. And just like I say, I don't fly. I fly back to Uganda before I know I have an appointment with the embassy. So I called the embassy. I was like, hey, I need an appointment for a new visa, F-1 visa. I had my I-20 and I went back to Uganda. I got my appointment. It was pretty smooth. It was just like, hey, hand them your I-20. And then they just gave me a new visa. I wasn't even interviewed or anything. I was like, well, thank you, God. This this was a blessing. So I got my visa, and I flew back to the United States to start school at Great Lakes Christian College. Now, at Great Lakes Christian College, I was studying cultural anthropology. It's also... Uh, cross-culture studies. This is a study of cultures, like different cultures and how to relate with other people. And that was something I wanted to learn because today it has helped me to understand to live with other people and to see what's going on in the world today about racism and people who are different, you know, understanding people who are different and being able to live with them without causing conflict, you know. And those are some of the things I've benefited from. That degree that i got but during my time at great lakes we had uh, a soccer team now i played soccer my whole life in uganda and i got an opportunity to play on a college level with great lakes christian college now my first season uh was my first year in great lakes and i want to shout out to dino Breger. i'm gonna host dino Breger on here he was my first coach and this guy, he's from Liberia. Today, he's like, he's a brother to me. I, I would say that he's a brother to me. I'm going to host him here one time to just talk about his life. But I want to give him a shout-out. Uh, Dino, that's his nickname, uh, wherever you are. He's he's a talented soccer player. He plays for Lansing City, and he's their goalie, Lansing City Futsal. So he's he's really great. But, yeah, he was my coach, and we went through a tough time. He was also player the years before i started playing so he he was african and we related together we connected really well um so we played all over the country we would travel uh, i would have to admit i'm not going to lie our team wasn't the greatest and i always wanted to play good soccer but it wasn't the greatest we didn't we didn't really do very well but i had a pretty good season i ended up being the top squad of the season um i think i ended with Twelve goals. Oh well, yeah, something. But I remember one of my highlights was the game we played in Ohio. I don't remember the school it was South Southeastern, something. And that game, even though our team wasn't that great, I scored three goals and I hit the post multiple times because that's what I do best. And Dino can relate. I hit the post almost all the time. That one game we played for heaven, I hit the post like eleven times and I just couldn't score. But, yeah, uh, soccer was part of my life at Great Lakes, and I want to appreciate those people who put in their efforts for that. And then 2019, we had a pretty good season. Um, we had uh, Coach Ian. Uh, he's really amazing. Shout-out to Coach Ian. And my teammates, I really miss you all, uh, Gavin, Zach, uh, Penn, all of you guys, Christian Baker. We had a pretty good time like playing soccer. I wouldn't say our team was the best at the time, but we were definitely getting better, and it was improving all the time. And For my last season, I didn't score a lot of goals. Uh, I had a pretty bad season. It's sad that it was my senior year because that's the season I dislocated my knee, and we were in Kentucky. It was freezing, and I remember my coach, Ian, taking off his jacket to give it to me because I was on the bench with my dislocated knee. I can't walk, and shout-out to Noah, he was able to lift me from the soccer field to the bus, when going back home because I couldn't walk with my knee. So I remember that time very well. That season, I only had two goals, and then I got injured. I missed out on the rest of the games. I was it? I think I had two or three. Yeah, I think around that. I missed out the game. But my last game, I wasn't feeling the greatest, but I was getting better. And my coach wanted me to play, and I played with a breasts on my knee. I think I played about 15 minutes because it was my senior year and that was my last game. Um, I finished my season like that with an injury, but all along that was a fun time. That was a great time at Great Lakes Christian College and shout out to all my professors. Like I had a great time uh, being at Great Lakes. And while I was, I was at Great Lakes, in one of my classes, uh, it was actually a uh, music experience. I was the first class I had at Great Lakes and... Sitting there, that's how I met my current wife, Emily, my wife, Emily. Um, we got connected. That would be a totally different uh, story to just talk about. Uh, but yeah, we met in that class, and it was through Grillex that I met Emily. And uh, I was at Grillex for three years. I was supposed to graduate May 14, 2020, but all of you know, uh, coronavirus hit. And things started going crazy, too. Because I had my job at Great Lakes Christian College. But because of coronavirus, I was laid off and I couldn't get a job. Um, but I had to sustain the family. Emily was laid off, too. She was a teacher and we didn't have anything to do. But, but that was like an opportunity for God, actually, to come and bring different opportunities in my life. Because that time, I was like, you know... I'm gonna to try to look for another job. I knew I had my aviation license and I was a certified aircraft mechanic that can work on any registered airplane in the United States. I put my resume out uh, on the internet because one of my friends, Zach Lane, shout out to Zach Lane, man, you helped me a lot from school to after I finished school until today we still talk, shout out to you, man. He told me, hey, put your resume on online. I put it online, and in just three days, I got calls from all over the country, Arizona, Florida. Hey, we're looking for airplane mechanics. We're looking for aircraft mechanics. I was like, this is crazy. And everybody was wanted to hire me. But coronavirus hit. Everything started shutting down. All the places that had called me, they canceled my interviews. But there was only one place that stayed in touch with me, and that was Kalita Air. That opened the door for me to start working at Kalita, um in April. So I started working on airplanes. We work on the Boeing seven four seven. Those who know the kinds of the different kinds of aircraft we work on the Boeing seven four seven seven six seven. We have some triple sevens, um, but I specialize in the engines. So I do engine overhaul with other people. We tear down the Pratt-Whitney engines uh, 4,000 series. And we take those engines apart and put them back together. And God has helped me to learn all those things. And still today, I'm still learning. So God opened that door for me at Kalida. I've worked there now, I think, eight months. And while I was at Kalita, I was finishing my degree because our school closed, too. And we were supposed to graduate. They extended our graduation in August. So August 29th, I went back to Great Lakes and graduated. My school was paid off, and we had an excitement time with all my friends. who were excited to graduate. I graduated with a culture anthropology degree and added that onto my boots, and that's a degree I use. It's helping me personally, like I was telling you that. It's helping me to learn how to deal with other people, people who are different, how to relate with other people. In the world today, we have a lot of problems. that People who are different are taken to be non-important. Like if somebody is different like you, they just don't respect them. But one of the things I learned through my school is like, Even people who are different like you, they're normal people and we need to love those people. People who have a different skin color like you, they're normal people and we need to love these people. People who speak a different language, they're normal people and just because they're different from you doesn't make them your enemy. And that has helped me change my life. So that time... Until today, I think about everything that I've been through and just see how God basically just held my hand and worked with me through all the struggles I had. One of my favorite verses from the Bible is from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will make your path straight. I went through a tough time. I could have given up. I was One time I wanted to go back to Uganda, I'm tired of this. I could have given up. But God just held my hand and just put my faith in Him. And in the same way, many of you might be doing different things. You might not want to be an airplane mechanic. You might be doing something different. But just put your faith in God. And remembering the quote my dad told me, like nothing is impossible to a willing heart. Don't let your heart shake. Don't let your heart give up. Just keep up the same spirit and it will one time pay off and it will one time come to you. So I want to thank you for sticking with me and just listening through my story and I could just keep on going. But I want to just give you a picture and like what God has done in my life and just encourage somebody out there that you might be going through a tough time, but don't give up. Your time is coming just keep up the same spirit and keep working hard so thank you very much for uh listening to my coming to america story of the journey um i just want to remind you that all our new episodes will be aired every saturday at 12 p.m eastern time so mark your calendars and be ready for the next episode coming out the next episode i'm going to have a guest and it's a surprise subscribe to our instagram we're going to start a youtube video so if you want to watch these videos on youtube be subscribe on our youtube channel the ugandan boy talk show and just share with a friend tell a friend to subscribe show us some love and thank you very much